Maybe you've waited too long. Maybe you've missed your window of opportunity. Maybe you've majored in the wrong thing in college. Maybe you're stuck in a job that's sucking the life out of you. Hey, stick around. We're going to talk about this and more right now. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. You know, we start off every week with that, do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? You know, I never get tired of hearing that because I know it is possible. Most of you do as well. You know we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, that gives you joy, that makes you want to get out there on Monday morning and get back with it. Well, you know, usually I am answering questions, your questions on the podcast. I'm going to take a little bit different turn uh, this week because I, I, I've got some information I want you to have. I want you to think about some things. Now, there'll be a couple questions we'll work in, but I really want to just give you some information today to make you evaluate where you are. Things continue to change. The workplace continues to be volatile. I want to give you some information to help you make good decisions about moving forward. So things we're going to cover is how has what appeared to be an obstacle opened the door to a bigger opportunity? I'm compiling your responses to that right now. Going to talk about some summer training opportunities. Here we are in May. This is a great time to jump ahead when a lot of other people are just going to putting it on cruise control, taking it easy. This can be your opportunity to step to the front of the line. I'm going to talk about the ongoing tragedy of student loan debt. Just uh, breaks my heart what's happening there. And I'm going to talk about the fact that our Eagles our Eagles community that I talk about, a lot of you are members of that. We're going to be closing the door to new members. Now, I want to be careful. We aren't closing the door at all. It's very alive and vibrant. Things are exploding in there. That's part of why we're going to close the door to new members. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that. So our quotation is actually just one from me today, where I said, the fastest way to change yourself and your situation is to spend time with people who are already performing at the level at which you want to perform. That's one of the basic characteristics of people who are getting ahead. Seek out people who are already performing like you want to perform. Our resource today, I'm going to send you right to our Eagles page 48dayseagles.com, where you can kind of review, if you haven't already, what that is all about, because we're going to close the door to that on June the 1st. Now, we don't have plans beyond that to reopen, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. But we want to just work with the people who are there, because there's so much happening there, so much happening so quickly, and people are moving up so quickly in what they're doing success wise. And so instead of bringing new people in there to kind of newbies just starting, we're going to really work with the people and just accelerate their success. I'll give you some examples of what some of the people in there are doing. Now I talked about the last two weeks. I talked about next week, the podcast that'll actually come out on June the 3rd. I'm going to be reading some stories about how did an obstacle launch you into a better place. I've got $100 right here 
donated by a listener, just somebody who's a fan of the podcast, didn't want publicity because of it, but he sent two crisp $50 bills, said, hey, just create a contest. So that's exactly what we're doing. That's the contest. You can go to 48days.com slash askdan and leave your story about how an obstacle launched you into a better place. Now, a lot of you have already done that. I've got stories from Tom and Todd and Grace and Susan and Paul and Jan and James and Chris. I'm just looking at some of the ones we already here have stored up, and I'm going to just skim through those next week. Won't have time to read all of them, but to go through those, talk about the principles that you've learned. So again, if you want to submit your story there about how what a perceived obstacle did in terms of launching you into perhaps a better place, Again, go to 48days.com slash askdan, and you can leave it there. Now, I want to talk about some of the, one of the things that we're doing. This comes through the Eagles, but it's open to anybody. And that's, we're having some of our deans in our Eagles community that are doing short-term intensives. We've got three of them that are going to be run in June. Our dean of business, Greg Gray, is going to be walking people through his vision story course how to create a clear vision for your work and your life. So if you're just formulating an idea, you really know, you know, kind of where you want to go, but don't have a clear plan, what that's going to look like. That would be a great one to get in again, our Dean of business, Greg Gray. And then our Dean of family relationships is my daughter, Ashley Logston. Lots of you know her. She's going to be doing a deep dive into her discovering you course to help you understand behavior, truly create the relationships, you know, where everybody thrives, you and those around you. Um, so there's that one. We'll be using the DISC profile as kind of a starting point for that, but how to relate to other people in a more meaningful way, how to recognize what you ought to do when you walk into the room. You ought to be able in 30 seconds to identify what kind of person you're dealing with. You know, how outgoing are they? I mean, and it's not just by listening, it's by looking, seeing, observing them. Ashley will walk you through that program, Discovering You course. And then our Dean of Podcasting, Eric Johnson, is going to walk through, he's going to dig deep into podcasting, focusing on growing your audience, making an income through podcasting. Those are three that we're going to be offering here in June. Now, if you're an Eagles member, you've already seen about this, but you can go directly to 48dayseagles.com slash dean hyphen intensives. I know that's a little cumbersome URL. I'll put that in the show notes, but it's 48dayseagles.com slash dean hyphen intensive. Those three courses, those three intensives are limited to 20 people. So if you if it's still open when you see it there, if you go to that link and it's open, then you know you can still be one of those 20. You know, I, I'm really excited about having these higher level training options available for everyone here. I mean, I'm I'm in I thought about this when this was announced just this week, but I just thought about I'm going through four training courses right now, just things that I've purchased and that I'm going through. Now, one of those is Eric Johnson's audience explosion blueprint course. I'm going through that. It's on podcasting, how to grow your audience. Now I started podcasting in December of 2006. So that's nearly, well, it's 21 years ago, almost 22 years ago. You know, in that class that I'm in, one of the ladies in there, who I know she's an Eagles member. 
is she expressed surprise to see me in there that I'm studying podcasting. She and her husband are, are just thinking about starting a podcast. So at their very beginning stages, it's just how it's just how I operate. I mean, I have been podcasting again for a very long time, but I continue to learn how can I be better? If it's something that I'm going to do, I want to know how can I make it better? Now, by the time you're hearing this, I'll be at PodFest in Orlando that's running this week. Uh, Four days, I'll be over there, again, meeting with people, other podcasters, going to seminars, learning. I'm not speaking at all. I'm there to learn, going to PodFest. But it's just, again, the kind of thing that I do. I'm going through Stu McLaren's course, the membership experience. I mean, that's a $2,000 course. Uh, we re- recommended it to people, but I'm also going through it myself um, just so I can learn how to do our Eagles community better. We're having a lot of success in there. We're doing some really exciting things that people are fired up about. Other communities are watching us because they see our growth and what people are achieving in there, but I'm going through a course. I'm going through, it'll be starting this next week, a course with Andy Andrews on The Noticer. It's my most favorite book by Andy Andrews. And he's he's actually having his best friend is going through a four-week, well, no, it's an eight-week, an eight-week course, just going through the principles of The Noticer. It's a novel, but it has a lot of principles in there about paying attention to things, seeing things that other people don't. And I'm going through that course right now. Also, I'm taking one of the masterclass courses with Daniel Pink on buoyancy, how to develop a resilient mindset. So those are some of the things that I'm doing right now during the summer here. I've got some of my evenings tied up Wednesday evening. I've got two of those kind of back to back and, uh, but continue. I mean, I never want to stop learning. And the best way is by investing in courses from the brightest and best minds on the planet. So if you're looking for a way to get ahead, improve yourself, you know, jump in one of our intensives and uh, you can move ahead in that way. Got, got a, a note here from one of our listeners. Adam says, I just had surgery for a detached retina and I'm taking a couple of weeks off work. I'm listening to the 12 books you recommended in audio format and plan on lots of prayer, meditation, and rest. Is there something else you recommend for explosive personal growth in a short period of time to really help me reflect and get a clear sense of who I am and where I'm going as all I'll have as I'll have all my waking hours at my full disposal? Well, Adam, golly, thanks for uh, your question. You know, look for things that interest you. If you want to know more about a clear sense of who you are, I'd recommend Ashley's course on discovering you. I mean, it's, it really is clear. She does a delightful job going through that. Yes, she's my daughter, but she really does do a great job at leading that. So again, check it out. Go to 48 Days Eagles. I know you're a member there. 48dayseagles.com slash dean hyphen intensives. Check out her course. But just be looking for things as I do. I mean, I'm taking these four right now. You know, one on building a podcast, one on building a community, which are both things that we're doing in business. Then a couple of just personal interest, you know, Andy Andrews, the noticer, Daniel Pink, developing a resilient mindset. But I'm always looking for books, courses, conferences where I can continue learning. I know you're doing the same. You know, I got a note from Andrew 
who wanted to know if the stats I've been given about the number of people quitting their jobs includes the healthcare workers, law enforcement, others who quit because of refusing to get the vaccines. Now, that is a very, very significant number. I mean, I've had, you know, I, I, I've had clients who came to me really bewildered because they didn't plan to leave their professional positions. But because they were being forced to get the vaccine, they chose to leave. And, and then the, the question is, okay, gee, what am I going to do? Had, had a gentleman, it was just a wonderful gentleman, was in an HR department in a company and just thought he'd retire there, but he's not old enough to retire. And he was confronted with that option, either get the vaccine or lose your job. And he lost his job. He chose, chose to leave. And in looking at his options, he now is doing one-day training programs with AMA, American Management Association. They're the biggest training company out there. And they're the kind that, you know, they'll send out 100,000 flyers. We're going to have a course that deals with uh, conflict resolution or whatever it happens to be. Hiring and training winners and keepers. You know, those kind of topics. So people come. There's 100 people in a hotel room. They need somebody as a facilitator. This gentleman is going to be that facilitator. It's an amazing opportunity for him. You know, he'll be able to work three days a month in doing that, not having to do the marketing or the selling of it. He just walks in, does the facilitating, but he'll be able to work three or four days a month and make more money than he was making previously full-time salary in the work that he was doing. That's one of those, you know, where an obstacle, uh, you come out the other side. I'll tell his story maybe a little more in depth next week when we go through those. But uh, yes, it does include those who quit because they chose to leave their positions uh, because of that issue. Now, a couple other things here, and, and we'll probably be short today, and that's okay. The student loan debt. And the reason this is top of mind for me and probably a lot of you is because it's graduation season. I mean, just in the last couple of weeks, we've had you know over 2 million college students who have earned their bachelor's degree. You know what a lot of them are doing? They're heading right into their master's degree. You know, there are reasons for that, certainly. But one of the big reasons is it keeps them from having to deal with, you know, getting a job and making a real living. Just go on to school. If you have the academic ability to do that, get accepted somewhere, which is not a big deal, you just keep going to school. Well, that usually means you just keep accumulating student loan debt as well. And a lot of people have been told, you know, the millennials and Gen Xers, we've been telling them that uh, a master's degree is kind of like the new bachelor's degree, meaning the minimum level of education needed to land a, a really good job is a master's degree. But research doesn't really support that. I mean, not only do a lot of master's degrees fail to deliver on the promise of better employment, but they also leave their overeducated, too much knowledge containers, recipients, you know, saddled with lifelong debt. Wow, I mean, we had more than 3 million students enrolled in a graduate program in, in 2020. That's a million more than there were in 2000, and the numbers seem to keep going up of people in there. And yet, you know, these people come out with massive debt and not necessarily higher earning capability. I mean, I've shared here just recently about a lot of companies, you know, Google, Microsoft, 
a lot of companies who were saying, we don't really care about having a, a college degree anymore. You know, a lot of companies used to put that on there, just any kind of application college degree required. Not that it had anything to do with the job fulfillment, but just be simply because it would reduce the number of applications. So instead of getting 800 applications, they'd get 300. Well, now they're being open about it. You know, it really doesn't matter if you have a degree or not. We want to know what it is you can do that produces and that may not have anything to do with a degree. So a lot of companies are saying, eh, it doesn't really matter. And people are realizing it eh, maybe doesn't matter that if you have that or not. Now, certainly if you want to be a doctor or a pharmacist or an attorney, you know, or a dentist, you, you've got to get the master's degree and more. But there's a lot of master's degrees out there that don't really set people up for those kind of professional positions. A lot of them have a negative return on investment. I mean, there's a study out right now that shows that 62% of MBAs, which is the most popular of all master's degrees, master's of business administration, you know, it's got to be a really generic degree, not really focused very particularly on anything. So just get an MBA. Well, 62% of those, they say provide no return on investment at all. They're just people who are spending more time and then typically come out with about $70,000 in student loan debt. That's pretty much the average for somebody who has a master's degree, an MBA. So, you know, why should we care? I mean, nobody's forcing people to go to school. If you want to go to school, you can certainly choose to do that. But this is a growing concern because then people are coming out the other side and being crippled. I mean, if you have $70,000 in debt, are you going to have the option to be a school teacher or to do something in the Peace Corps or to work for a, a nonprofit or to do some, do some kind of humanitarian work that doesn't pay a whole lot? No, you're going to feel trapped in that you have to look for just a job that gives you a lot of income may not even be the best fit for what it is you want to do. Now, here's the thing, and here's, and I'm going to get off my high horse here in a little bit. This is a rant, I granted. But there are master's degrees, and, and schools keep creating new programs for master's degrees. Not just bachelor's, not just a core, for master's degrees. You can get a master's degree in professional nannying, auctioneering, in the bowling industry. You can get a master's degree in bagpiping, Art history, journalism. I mean, it used to be, you know, a lot of people worked at newspapers, magazines, and all that. Well, that whole industry has changed. I mean, what are you going to do with a journalism degree? Chances of getting a job where you're using that degree are pretty slim. How about philosophy? Now, sure, we know that's a nice kind of mind game, and it's fun to study that. But to get a master's degree? I mean, how is it going to help you with having any kind of earning capability? Things like film video production. Now, again, that's a real job, a real, but do you need a master's degree? Do you need four years plus two years to be able to get into the film? I mean, there, my, my film producer is my granddaughter. She's 15. I can send her anything. And she does the video work, puts into captions, the whole thing. It's beautifully done. And believe me, nobody would know it from somebody who had, a master's degree, whatever that is. But master's degrees are big business. I mean, there's a story about a guy coming out of Columbia University recently, a film school student who graduated with $360,000 in debt. 
went to film school. Now, what about one of the things that I'm pretty familiar with is uh, physical therapy. Now, that's specific training. It's good. But I have a friend who actually owns a, a line of physical therapy centers, has over 400 locations. If I told you the name, you'd certainly recognize it, 400 locations. His biggest challenge in hiring physical therapists is how they are saddled with student loan debt. That's the biggest challenge he has at getting somebody to start is because they have unrealistic expectations. I mean, I have a, well, I know somebody very well who graduated recently with a physical therapy degree. Unfortunately, he has $120,000 in student loan debt. But the attitude pretty much is, well, now he's professional. Money's going to be of a little concern. I mean, to celebrate, his wife quit her job. Then they bought a brand new SUV for $79,000, adding significantly more than he was likely to earn in a year. Well, actually, he makes $38 an hour. When he's working, he doesn't have a full-time position. He's on call, makes 38 bucks an hour. Now, you can do the math on that. He has to make a whole lot of money just to meet the minimum minimum debts. I mean, they put off having children and uh, actually lived with her parents while he was going to school to save money. But now, because of the debt they have, they're going to have... Uh, roughly $1,000 due monthly in those student loan debts and another $1,000 in the car payment. And those are going to add up interest on both of those. are going to add another maybe $25,000 to their obligations. So they're starting out this exciting new season of life with over 200000 in debt and a $2,000 month obligation for something they'll never see. It's just debt. Well, here, here. all right, just a little bit more. Now, these are not master's degrees, but these are courses. This is how ridiculous it's getting in universities as they try to entice people to stay there and spend money that may not be connected to anything that's uh, that meaningful. You can get a course at Cornell University in tree climbing. Tree climbing. The class in tree climbing will teach you how to get up into the canopy of any tree to move around, even to climb from one tree to another without touching the ground. That's an Ivy League school, Cornell University, a course on tree climbing. How about this? There's a course on getting dressed. This is another Ivy League school, getting dressed. It'll teach you. It examines what we wear, why we wear it. Now, you can get, you know, go to Cotillion or take an etiquette class and get that perhaps, but a college course where you're going to pay big bucks on getting dressed. How to watch television. This is an actual class, Montclair State University. How to watch television, to critically evaluate the role of television in our lives, as well in the life of our culture. Now, there's some merit in that, but you can do that on a weekend or take a master class class, which is, that, that's how I, incidentally, one of the things that I mentioned, the Daniel Pink course that I'm taking, it's a master class class. It costs me 15 bucks a month. I think I paid in advance to get the whole year for $150 to have access to the brightest minds out there on pretty much any topic you want. $15 a month is what I'm paying. Well, here's another college class. If you want to take this at Center College in Danville, Kentucky, the art of walking, the art of walking. You really just go on long walks together, you know, participants. I mean, you work your way up to doing 25 miles of walking. Whoop-de-doo. The art of walking. Are you serious? 
How about the history of surfing? You can do that. Take a college class, the history of surfing. Here's one on the American vacation. You know, vacations, it says, are more serious events than you might think. So you take a college course on the American vacation. The amazing world of bubbles. Yes, there really is a class, Caltech. Explore bubbles in their many forms, uh, from those that pose danger to engines to those that aid medical procedures. The amazing world of bubbles. Um, you think as a daddy, I'm going to pay for my son or daughter to sit in a class to study bubbles? Not me. Well, a lot of moms and dads are not paying, but the kids are just racking up student loan to have these things uh, that um, they're going to be settled with for a very long time. How about this one? Maple syrup. It sounds interesting to me, actually. <laughs> but but I'm not going to take a college course on maple syrup. This is a, a unique course. Um, you get to tap maple trees and then explore everything from local maple sugaring operations and, uh, you know, how maple syrup is produced. That's that's what students are studying these days and leading to often massive student loan debt. Well, it breaks my heart. You know, again, I mean, it's, it's a free country. I mean, you can choose to go anywhere you want, study anything you want to. And if you're doing that just for the personal growth, then congratulations. But don't be accumulating student loan debt to do that. Now, I... You know, I'm not knocking college. I went to, I got my bachelor's degree, then I got my master's degree, and then I did my doctoral work. Um, but I didn't, two things. One thing is, none of that had anything to do with pursuing a career or job. I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid. Never had any desire to have a job at all. So it was just for personal learning. But I always had myself in a position where I could pay for it as I went as well. So I never had student loan debt at all. It would have been much, much different, my lens for evaluating, taking those, going back for those degrees. I did it again. Going to college initially was just kind of a, an acceptable way for me to get away from the farm. That's the reason there. Again, it wasn't so I could develop some kind of career. I was already making money just as an entrepreneurial kid. I can do that anywhere. There's ideas around every bush. But I went to class to kind of make the break. So I did that. Then I was out for four years and then decided, oh, let me go back. We wanted to move again. I was ready to kind of change things up. So we went back. I got a teaching assistantship there. So I was being paid to go to school. My tuition was waived and I was getting paid as a teaching assistantship. So again, that made it pretty easy. Then it was years later when I started my doctoral work and I did a a unique innovative program uh, through Oxford University. I'd go back and forth to England and it was a much different set. I wasn't just spending hours and hours and days and days sitting in a classroom. We would design a course of study and then I'd come back and work on that and then go back and meet with my professors to prove my competency in that. So it was a very different kind of program. And again, I was doing it in religion and society, just an area that interests me, but I had no desire. It had no connection to anything I was going to do career-wise or to generate income. So evaluate, you know, what it is that you want to do, what are the reasons, but then use some common sense about how you approach that whole idea of 
more education. Well, the music there that I played also is just a reminder that uh, typically I'm answering questions here. If you go to 48days.com slash askdan, you can leave a question there. You can do it either in an audio form, just hit the little microphone and record it or write it out, which a lot of people do as well. One more thing on just this idea of uh, how we're getting jobs. You know, companies are so desperate right now to get people Again, a lot of them aren't, aren't too concerned about the, the fine print of your credentials and your resume. They just want somebody that's going to show up and do the job. And a lot of companies now are allowing you to come in with a friend, where you interview with a friend, where you get hired you know, with your best friend, and they let you work together. Just as an added incentive, added bonus for making it appealing, making it attractive. And so they're doing that. They also, one of the things that I found find pretty funny is they're allowing interview do-overs. If you screw up on your interview and think, man, I really blew it, hey, don't worry about it. They, they'll let you come back and, uh, and do it again. <laughs> Just as a, a differentiating factor, companies that are doing that, we're announcing they'll give you a do-over if you uh, mess up on your, on your interview the first time around. All right, just one more thing that I want to cover here, and that is the fact that we are closing our Eagles doors. And and the reason is, we find that, you know, when, when people come in every day, as they do, you know, everybody's brand new and kind of starting over. And it makes it harder for people who are already gaining momentum, people who are connected, they're working together in groups, they're sharing ideas and resources. And it just seems a little bit confusing. So we just decided we're just going to close the doors for now. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't have to have new people coming in for this community to make me money. Now, as a business owner, I mean, this community makes me, you know, significant amount of money. You know, it's $48 a month. No secret about that. It's our magic number. That's what people pay. And we've got about 700 members. So, you know, it's doing well. It's thriving. That's why we're closing the doors. I want to be able to focus in more on those people who have taken action, who are in the game. But we're going to close it on June 1st. So depending on when you're listening to this, the doors are still open. But on June 1st, then it is going to close. So you can go to 48dayseagles.com to check it out. And again, if you're looking prior to June 1st, there's still an opportunity to join us. But then we're going to close the doors. Now, here's, here's why. Now, in getting some notes from people, which I do all the time, I got a note from a gentleman who was emotional and is telling the story even about how his life has just changed in doing this. He says the only time he describes himself as a reluctant entrepreneur. Now this is somebody who really has a heart to serve other people. And that's what he was doing in his traditional job. That's what he was doing. But he says he really, he really has a heart to serve people at a higher level, help them find their purpose, why they're here, get them on track with doing something meaningful in their own lives. And he found that for himself, being in our group, being in the Eagles group. But he says, the only time I ever asked people for money when I had a paper route as a kid, and again, described himself as a reluctant entrepreneur, I never really conceived of making a living with this mission of how he's helping people. He says, last year I hit $96,000 in sales. Now that's way, way more than he was getting his traditional job where he thought he was being a responsible provider. Uh, So much so that his wife just quit her job and is going to help him in this, this next year. 
He says what he's doing now represents a lot of people finding freedom and purpose. I mean, I love getting notes like that. And that this is, he's very, very involved in the Eagles community, uh, has shown himself as a leader in there, but moved gently into this space, again, being reluctant to be a salesperson or an entrepreneur, and yet doing, really finding his purpose has just released this new sense of mission for himself and helping other people is not only um, emotionally rewarding, it's also financially rewarding. One of our coaches just announced to me that she's doing extremely well with her coaching, coaching individually, coaching in groups, uh, having her own mastermind. She's expanded. She's written a couple of little books now, and her goal is to break a million dollars this year. Not uh, She's right on track to do that. A million dollars. I mean, wow. Um, I have a lady who was a missionary. She and her family moved to Mexico as missionaries. They discovered very quickly the frustrations of having to depend on people back home to just donate money every month as things are uncertain in the States. They may not send you money just because you're a missionary living in another country. She decided this is ridiculous. God's given us gifts to make supply our own needs. They have five kids and she and her husband just started working. They developed homeschooling curriculum in Spanish. Last year, broke $200,000. That's a way bunch different than what they were doing, what they were getting as missionaries. Now, they have a, a beautiful house. They're renovating. They're turning another one into an Airbnb. They travel at will. She developed more content, and she has a goal to break a million dollars this year. Um, another gentleman, young guy, was in a nonprofit. And he turned that into a regular business. I actually worked with him personally, developed a plan, and he went from $100,000 to $300,000 in personal income. In one year, dramatically increased the number of students being helped by his teacher training programs. Again, these are people doing really good work. These are not somebody you know, selling widgets and uh, you know, just a useless thing. These are people doing really good work at helping people, and yet they figured out how to turn that purposeful, meaningful work into profitable work. Got a note from a lady who says, I just got back from New Mexico last week where I just booked my first $10,000 speaking gig. She actually says it actually came out to $11,500. Now this gal just a couple of years ago was working as a secretary, does not have a college degree, but got clear in what she wanted to do. And that is provide really inspiring messages of hope and encouragement to first responders. That's what she does. She's now booked $10,000 plus per speaking engagement. And she makes more in a month than she ever did in a year previously. And certainly beyond that, here's another one. Gentleman says, I'm a pastor. Uh, back then, speaking of prior to being in the Eagles community, I struggled to support my family while playing in a church in a rural town in Taos, New Mexico. I wanted to seek inspiration while trying to be a pastor and a business owner. To be honest, I fished as a source of food when times were hard and to pray for provision, but that was part of the foundation of my current business. I'm still a pastor and still working to be a pastor with a business. I've made a brand of fishing rods and a unique style called Tenkara. And Tenkara is actually, I, I know this guy and know his business. I've interviewed him. 
Tenkara is a Japanese term for falling out of the sky is essentially what it means. So to have a, a fly and a fishing rod that is so subtle, the fish think it just fell from the sky rather than being attached to a fishing line. But that's what he's doing now. And uh, connected with some other guys who came alongside, support him, uh, connected him with uh, the the capital that he needed to order his fishing rods in large quantity to reduce the price dramatically. And now he's thriving in this little business that he's got while still continuing to be a pastor. Well, you know, I, I could go on with, with, with stories all day long and I won't do that, but I just I love sharing these stories about what people are doing uh, because they're getting clear on the talents that God has really given them and then figuring out a way to put legs on that and thriving not only, again, in the good work that they're doing, multiplying that, but thriving financially as well. So, you know, you, you may be at a point where you know you've got ideas that have been brewing inside of you for years. You know, at this moment, sure, you'd love to pursue them, but you have the feeling that you're running out of time, or maybe that you missed your window of opportunity. You know, maybe you think you're too old to pursue these ideas. At the same time, you're you're feeling torn, perhaps between you know, providing for your family, your kids, grandkids, whoever you've got in your family, but you still have that passionate interest to pursue those ideas. You know, you want to change, but you feel like there's no time to be able to pursue it. Maybe you feel like time has run out. Maybe you feel like um, you have to wait until you retire to pursue something else. You know, maybe you feel trapped in what you're doing, but you know, you you know, I don't believe that. I mean, I, I really do have good news because there are people just like you who absolutely are pursuing their ideas. I mean, they're cracking their creativity wide open. They're pursuing things they wanted to do for a long time. They're excited to make the most of the time, the time they have like feeling like now is the time. I mean, there's never been a better time to do this. They find that that perfect balance of being able to support their family and also to pursue their dream it's really something you can do, you know, show up with those big ideas they've been dreaming about. And then, like I said in the, in the quotation for today, put yourself around people who are already performing at the level what you want to perform. That is such a critical factor. I've done that all my life. I mean, as a poor little farm kid, I just found the people who were the most successful, learned from them, modeled them, watched them, spent time with them. You know, on Monday of this week on our Monday mentor call in our Eagles community, we were reviewing Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles. Now we every month we go through one book on one of the Mondays, and that was the one for this month, May, The Success Principles. I got a personally signed copy from Jack back in 2005 when the book came out. And I've gone through it many times, have it dog-eared, marked up. But one of the principles I learned in there was a concept that he calls come as you'll be. And he talked about a party that he was invent that he was invited to where he was asked to come as the person he would be five years from them. Now, you know, that that's really an exciting kind of principle. I've done this now. I did this with my mastermind back in September of 2015. And then we, we videoed it and we had people who, you know, rented cars and dressed up in a particular way and all that was hilarious, but just, we had a lot of fun with that. Come as you'll be. And we had people who had printed off books and put their picture on the front where they have never written a word yet at that point. And 
but it's surprising how many of those things actually came true. I mean, the things, most of the big things that I am doing now were just dreams, ideas back then, 2015. We did the same thing, the same group again in uh, 2020 as well. And now we've got plans. We'll do the same thing again in 2025. But getting clear on what it is that you want to have happen is the major first step in actually bringing that about. You know, I know it's a little tricky concept, but I'm reminded about the Lion King, where there's that really poignant scene where after running away from his destiny, Simba was confronted by the images of his father in the water. And remember that? His father said, you've forgotten who you are. Look inside yourself, Simba. You are more than what you've become. Wow. I mean, remember who you are. You're more than what you become. Now, be clear about what's being said here. Mufasa, the father, didn't tell Simba, you know, he should have gotten another degree or he should be living in a bigger house. He, he just said, you're more than what you've become. And I find that's true. That's a kind of a sentiment that a lot of people have. I just, there's something more. I mean, I've worked with people who are, who are dentists, physicians, attorneys, pastors, who still have that sense, you know, this isn't really it. I'm performing okay, but I think there's something more. And if you can identify what would be the characteristics of your life five years from now, where you'd really feel good about your professional and personal success, what would your life look like? I mean, that's really what we're talking about here. Well, hang on. next week I'll come back to those stories that you've got about how an obstacle allowed you to forge ahead, perhaps see a bigger opportunity than what you had. I'll share some of my own and a whole bunch of you with stories as well. So just a quick review. You know, how has that obstacle opened a door to a bigger opportunity? Are you looking for a training opportunity? You know, we got courses intensive you can take this summer that'll put you ahead of the pack in a short period of time. Be careful about student loan debt. Personally, and those you care about, kids, grandkids, wow. And then, of course, I want to remind you again about the Eagles closing the door. If you're um, hearing this before June 1st, the door's still open. We didn't just slam it shut. We want to give people a heads up. If you've been on a fence, this is a time to take action. Go to 48dayseagles.com, and then we are going to close the doors and work with the people who are current members who have proven themselves and are taking action. If you got a question for next week or want to leave your overcoming story, just go to 48days.com slash askdan. Well, here we go. This, this song, we're going to take it out with this song. If you're stuck in a J-O-B, take action. Nobody's stuck. Goodness, in this kind of environment, nobody needs to feel stuck. There's opportunities in abundance. Companies are desperate. Certainly, there's very little barrier to starting something on your own if you choose to go that direction, like a lot of the people in our Eagles community are doing. But don't feel stuck in a J-O-B. Don't need to be there. Hey, let's wrap it up with this. Have a great week. We'll be back next week. Those stories about overcoming. <laughs>